BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the award-winning Orange Zone Podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch us, hop on the CNY Central YouTube page. And if you are watching, what's up from the Skycam? I'm Tommy Sladak. Samantha Croston is off. And in her place is a great friend of the program, and he's a part of it during basketball season. He's making an appearance in August, and we appreciate it. It's SU's all-time leading scorer. It's Lawrence Moten. Poetry, how we feeling, my dude? We're feeling good, Tommy. Glad, glad to be here. And uh, I like the word award-winning. I like that. So yeah. uh, that lets me know we did some good things. Last we year. did. Regional more, regional Murrow we won. We also won New York State Broadcasters for Best Podcast. So shout-out us, man. That's what's up. Shout-out us. Up. We got Brendan Hodges back on the producer mike we got our boy lane russell back there too as he hops into the podcast world here at cny central and right now starting this show is going to be the biggest talker in the sports world right now and that's conference realignment we got some shakeups happening across the board in power five and the big one happening this week is the news of oregon and washington heading to the big 10 which means we have the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12 filling up, and the Pac-12, a historic conference, as of next year, Poetry, is going to be down to four teams in Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. And as someone that is you know, well-versed in just the world of sports, especially in basketball and football, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on the changes we're seeing? Well, you know, um, basically the changes has a lot to do with uh, economics. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's the nature of the business and the world right now that we live in as far as sports. And uh, with these power conferences, you know, uh, that are trying to fill in places with different teams, it's, it's very hard for the, the lower-based teams to see where they're going to go. And, mm-hmm. and I just... It's all about the money, man. You know, I'm old school. You know, I'm more on tradition and, and loyalty. And uh, I can honestly say those days are over. Yeah, and it and it's coming down to right now, if you're just kind of getting into why this is all happening, uh, my man right here just said it. It's about the money. It's about the TV rights deals. Because in the nature of media right now, there's one thing left in which people – need to watch it live and there's that desire to watch it live everything else all the other shows they can watch it whenever they want they can tape it it's on netflix it's on hulu but live sports is king and that is the future of how things are going to be shaping out right now and the pac-12 is a conference that has struggled to really find their footing with that and get the right deals the big 10 and sec for the near future here is the most desirable for these other teams because of the higher payouts. Now, again, some of these teams that are just going over there, they won't be making that same amount as the other teams. Mm-hmm. But end of the day, there's a, an expectation, an estimation that 
that the Big Ten and SEC schools are going to be making thirty million more dollars a year than schools in the ACC. And for and and I'm happy you're on poetry because one of the things that Syracuse fans have already gone through is the shift from the Big East to the ACC. Yeah. You were the Big East leading scorer for the longest time up yeah. until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Walk me back to when that first went down and and what was your reaction to that? Because I'm sure it was a little bit, you know, bittersweet, right? Leaving leaving those traditions behind. Absolutely. It was a uh, 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 eerie feeling and I wasn't happy at all when I first uh, heard the news. But like I said in the past, you know, uh, now nowadays everything is all about the money. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's sad that I have to keep saying that, but that's what it is, and the TV ratings and all of that. And I thought the Big East was very strong. You know, uh, you know, we had UConn and Georgetown and St. John's, good schools, uh, very competitive schools, very traditional schools. Providence, you know, I mean, I mean, there's so many good teams that were in the Big East, and when we left, it was kind of like a a shock to me, but then I thought about it and I said, you know, of course, you know, it's just not basketball. It's all of uh, Syracuse athletics and for the football team, it helped them because uh, the Big East, as far as football, wasn't as strong as the ACC. Right. And Hodges uh, put some good notes together for us on the timeline of how we've gotten here uh, because end of the day, <laughs> As much as some of these conferences have held up and had those same rivalries for you know fifty years, it the way it started was super interesting to me. And and Hodges, I'm going to toss it over to you if you want to kind of walk us through the timeline of how we've seen college sports change. Yeah, I mean, I found this article from the Athletic, which is I think we can all agree premier journalism in the sports industry. Yeah, in terms absolutely. Of not even X's and O's, but just the historical story of how it's come to be. It started with the Big Ten when it wasn't even the Big Ten yet. It was the Western Conference way back in the late 1800s. When they set up their conference originally, they, they kept adding and kept adding and kept adding. And then other conferences at the time, the Southern Conference, the Southwest Conference, lost all these teams that are now powers that we think of today. From the SOCON, you got teams that created the ACC. From the Southwest Conference, you got teams that created the SEC. And just to put it plainly and simply, since then there have been poachers, I guess you could say, of the best teams. At one time, the Pac-10 wanted to take Texas, a defending football national champion from the Big 12, and bring it to then make the Pac-12. That one didn't happen. Um, that would have been a different world. <laughs> it would have been a really different world. I mean, you're talking about, a, at the time, a iconic program, a premier program, going into a conference that was on its way up. And people have, up until I think we were talking about this earlier, Tommy, six months ago, thought it was the Big 12, not the Pac-12 that was going to be going right. down the drain. Right. But now you see in this turn, and it's because of, like you said, like Poetry said, the television rights, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars maybe even billions at this point that are being spent to get the product on the air. I want to say that with the Pac-12, they had this Apple TV streaming deal that they were going to go with. And the schools like Oregon, UW, they weren't having it because they're bigger brands than that. You think Oregon, mm-hmm. you think Phil Knight. Like you think Nike. Oregon is synonymous with Nike. It's one of the biggest brands in any college sport. But it's there's a lot that I can get to. I don't have the list right in front of me, but it's – it's extensive, and it's like teams getting poached for other conferences and then going to another conference. Like 
Colorado defected, in a sense, to the Pac-12 mm-hmm. in 2010. Now they're back in the Big 12 <laughs> yeah. where they started. It, it's it's an absurd way of going about business, but it's just that. It's going about business in college sports. Right. And today at uh, SU football training camp, was able to, we were able to you know get some time with Dino Babers, and he was asked a question about the, about the Pac-12 and his thoughts on it. As someone that's, you know, he's in his 60s. He's been around the, the game of football a long time. He was coaching at UCLA in the 2000s for six years. He was at UCLA for four years. So he was very well-versed in that. And uh, he, I, I thought he had an interesting soundbite on, on the reality of the Pac-12. I can still remember when the Pac-12 was the Pac-8. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. You would never think that that league wrapped around one of the bowl games, the Rose Bowl game being the granddaddy of a ball with the Big Ten, that they would ever lose their uh, lose it. But uh, here we are. It's day and age. Adjust and improvise. Right there. Adjust and improvise. Because end of the day, as much as you may hate what's happening right now, if you if you can adjust with it, you get left behind. Right. You get left behind. Mm-hmm. And one of the things right now for the ACC is obviously they're not the Pac-12. They're not in that type of dire situation where as of next year you have four teams left where those four teams are going to have to make a choice whether it's the Mountain West and or or do something else. And if you're the ACC, you're also not at the power of the SEC or the Big Ten. So you have to be thinking, how can we strengthen this? And one of the things that is in discussion right now is we know from ESPN's Pete Thamel that Cal and Stanford, those two schools were up for discussion today as an early exploratory option amongst the ACC athletic directors about the possible addition of adding those schools. Now, right off the bat, you think to yourselves, Cal and Sanford in the ACC mm-hmm. in the Atlantic Coast Conference? That doesn't quite check out. Yeah. But end of the day, um, I'm curious, Poetry, what do you think about uh, about the idea of those two schools coming to the ACC? Well, when you think about Cal and Stanford, you think about two uh, prestigious colleges right. who are very uh, well-known uh, on the West Coast. And uh uh, them coming to the ACC, I definitely think if that happens, it would help. Mm-hmm. It would definitely not hurt. It will help. It'll just be very hard to adjust with the uh, travel right. as far as the teams getting from one place to another. Another, But uh, as we were talking earlier, you know, I, I look at all of this that's going on with these different conferences, SEC, Pac-10, Big 12, you know, Big East, whatever. You know, it's like... I look at it almost like uh, universities are playing chess. Mm. They're playing chess, you know. Of course, the SEC is the top conference right now in college sports, but everybody's trying to get to where they are, and and that's how I see it. And bouncing off of that, um, you know, you talk about Cal, you talk about Stanford, you talked about the the travel. That's the interesting thing to me because football, it's not really a big deal, mm-hmm. right? You know, they're doing the, you know, they're kind of flying private anyway when they're going to their away games when you got such a big staff like that. The big question to me is the is the Olympic sports, is the, you know, the the field hockey, the mm-hmm. soccer, the volleyball, how how that travel is going to work. Not not as much for Syracuse. I think you can probably what they would do for schools on East Coast is, you know, plan a trip where 
you know, men's soccer's got Cal on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then they're playing Stanford Friday. Right. So they'll stay there. They'll yeah. stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the other question for the Cal and Stanford's when they're coming to the East Coast, mm-hmm. how that logistically is going to play out because – End of the day, you know, fight, you know, as much as the idea of these schools coming, the idea and the goal is for it to be financially rewarding. How much is that going to cost when you're talking about having them fly, you know, on commercial and, um, you know, really making the moves out here? But end of the day, there's going to be people crunching numbers. And I think that if Cal and Stanford are, are up for it and the deal is worth it for them, I think it's worth it for the ACC. But we'll find out, and it's way above my pay grade because I'm not good at math. So <laughs> I ain't the one doing it. But uh, good talk on conference realignment. Um, I want to switch a little bit to some hoops before we get to our trivia. Definitely. And the two we got things- trivia for both. If you want to do one now, one later. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Bring do it on. It. Let's do it. All right, gents. Uh, I have a little bone to pick with Mr. Moten here. <laughs> okay. Um, as evidenced in the notes on the second trivia question. However, I am a professional, and I am not going to – let that get to me at all, at all, guys, at all, at all, at all. In terms of conference realignment, one of those conferences that has realigned in its now, I believe, 70-year history, the ACC, I think this year is actually its 70th anniversary of its creation, 1953 okay. to 2023. Sounds about right. There were seven original charter members of the ACC. How many are no longer with the conference, and which conference or conferences do those who left reside currently? Oh, man. Okay, so it's a two-parter then. Yes. So out of the, the seven original, which ones have have left? How many have left? How many have left? If you know which ones, that's going to help you a lot. Okay. Well, because that's, you need to know which conferences they went I to. I know. This is a yeah, tough question. So tough. let's we got to work out the first part, which is who were the seven teams? And I think Duke and UNC were definitely in the original, I, I like to imagine. Um, NC State and Virginia. NC State, Virginia. If you had those four, trying to think who the three others would be, it'd probably be the ones that left. Jeez, this is a this is a hard question, man. Hey, man, I came to play today. Um. Oh, so we are we answering the ones that left or the ones that are you, still yeah. there? You can answer. Well, it's how many left out of those seven, and by guessing that, you'll you'll want to try and guess the teams that did because you need to know the conferences they currently reside in. Got it. Okay. So I think the ones that are that were a part of it that are still there is we got one Duke, two UNC, mm-hmm. three Virginia, mm-hmm. four NC State. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think about Georgia Tech. Were they ever – were they a late addition or were they a part of this uh, from the I'm from surprised the you haven't checked your notes, that extensive I list see. of changes so Georgia here. Georgia Tech's leaves – in That's what I was about to do. Okay. So they left in There are a lot of ways to cheat on this quiz today, guys. Mm, okay, I'm going back. Let's go back into the notes. ACC Forum and seven schools leave the Southern Conference. Georgia Tech leaves the SEC I know 15 Mer- years later. So not Georgia Tech. Okay. And, uh, see, Maryland is in the Maryland. Uh, this is hard, bro. Yeah. Um, I told you I came to play. Definitely tough. Definitely tough. I'm going through the notes right now. Seven I also schools. purposely didn't tell you which schools chartered the ACC in those notes. Yeah, I figured. I figured was that was that would be exactly <laughs> where I'd go to. 
uh, including seven or five current ACC members. Okay, all right, so we have, there we go. So there's our hint. Five of the seven are still there. I mean, I, I did say that in the question, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I, I missed that. So then, then there's two that we're missing. I know Maryland's not there anymore. Oh. University yeah. of Maryland. They're in the big I game. think that's our one. Yep, that's definitely our one. Okay. Definitely. Our number two, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think, specifically coast. It's going to be Atlantic coast because in the, in the beginning, they were very in the beginning structured around the name of the conference. So if I'm going through it, ooh, maybe South Carolina? What do you think of that poetry? I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it, Tom. All right, we're working as a team because this is a tough one. I'll invite you guys working as a team. What's your final answer here? I think we go Maryland to South Carolina. What do you think? Ah, Something's not sitting right with them. Definitely Maryland. South Carolina, Miami, Florida State. Oh, Clemson. Clemson. Oh, part of the original seven, you mean? Yeah, mm. Clemson's part of the original mm. seven. Yo. Well, that would be that. Well, that does help with our question because it would be Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State. As we said, Georgia Tech, but they weren't it. Mm-hmm. Clemson. Who did we say was our number five? Virginia. If we had those five. Okay, how about that part of the question? Are we right with those five, no. the original five? You're missing one. Missing one. What, which ones are we? do we have right? I'm not telling you. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you, you know four of the five are right. Just switch one in, switch one out. This is preseason quiz. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, man, uh, unlike those guys in the NFL, I take preseason very seriously when it comes to game action. All starting five, all starting 11 out here in the preseason trivia. Virginia you have four Tech. of the five original members who are still in the conference right. Um, is Virginia the one that's wrong? Yes. Uh, Should we replace – um, Thinking Virginia. You don't have. That's not part of the question either. It's just the two that left. I know, but it's just helping. I think you did ask that. So the would the fifth be? Um, is it? Would it be like Wake Forest? Is it another North Carolina school? Yes, that's correct. Okay, those All are right. your five. Those are five. So the two that left. Should we go Maryland, South Carolina? We're gonna go with it, man. I'm down. Maryland, South Carolina, final answer. God, I hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I hate you guys. I cannot believe we got yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well, and, and even, even though we don't want to practice in <laughs> yeah. preseason, we play in preseason. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. you guys know what conferences they're in now, right? Yeah, so Absolutely. South Carolina, SEC, Maryland in the Big, Big Ten. God, I hate yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, remember that part about us being in the offseason and warming up? We were ready to go yeah, from the get-go. Yeah. Whatever, Talk man. about practice. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're AI, seven, baby. So, yeah, your seven charter members, Clemson, Duke, Maryland, North Carolina, North Carolina State. South Carolina surprised me. Mm. I thought it made sense just geographically, yeah, geographically it makes sense, yeah, but, like, yeah. it, it, being as young as you and I are, Tommy, I don't yeah. know if poetry ever lived in a world where South Carolina wasn't in the SEC. Uh, you know what? And I haven't, but, you know, being uh, – South Carolina raised and family, that, you know, going yeah, to family okay. reunions in Columbia. <laughs> you know, I felt it. Gamecocks, baby. 
This Game man Conf. had the army feeling about the ACC. <laughs> yes. this the is home humble. of George Rogers, this is to be exact. Okay. We didn't know that. Okay. There we go. I like that. Spit some trivia on him. That, that's part one. We'll have part two coming up a little later, All right. and which will pit you two against each other. So no okay. teamwork on that second one. All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. That one I'm happy we did team together because we got one each on that. Absolutely. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, well, before we get to the second trivia part, little hoops talk. Since we got poetry here, we got to. Uh, the stuff that's been going on in the basketball world as of late, Bayheim's Army, Bounced after winning the regional final, losing to Heard That, which was Marshall's uh, unit. Mm -hmm. Good team, man. Good team. And then we also most recently, and this goes back to just the history and the tradition of the Big East that still lives on. Because over the weekend, you were at a game that featured alumni from Syracuse and from Georgetown. Obviously, it's, the I think, the bread and butter of tradition and rivalry when it comes to Syracuse sports. How was that experience, man? Oh, man, Tommy, that was a great experience. I enjoyed every minute of it. It was good to see um, some former alumni, people that I haven't seen in a while, on both right. teams. You know, Chris Wright is a point guard that, uh, that played at Georgetown, and uh, my cousin coached him in AAU. Oh, no kidding. Back in D.C., so it was good to see some of the guys, Greg Monroe and all those guys, but I, I hated that we lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm still <laughs> Naturally, still right? On, bleed orange, you know, and my palms were sweating. I kind of felt like I should have got out there. <laughs> I was about to run on the court at one point, yeah. Tommy, but I controlled myself. You know, the fans were great. You know, of course, you know, I always say, you know, we have some of the best fans in the world as far as um, supporting our university and our team. So uh, it was good to see some guys. Coach Beheim showed up and uh, with his wife, Julie. And, and like I said, it was good to see Brandon Trish and Dewan Coleman and uh, Samir Torrance. Mm -hmm. And just a lot of guys there to support that event. And uh, I had a real good time and hopefully they can do it again. Yeah, I, I loved the idea um, of putting that together. And, and like you mentioned, man, like like I've been, you know, I didn't grow up in central New York. I wasn't around the Syracuse fan base until I moved here five years ago. It really is one of the, if not the most supportive fan base I've ever been around. That to just show up on a on a Sunday like that in the summer just because of the love for the players, the love for the team and the school. Um, it's special. It's special, man. And I'm, I'm really lucky to, you know, have been given this chance to move up here because it is. And I think, yeah. and I, and I, and I feel for the fan bases that don't, or the schools that don't have that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. especially for you as an alumni, man, it's, it must feel great. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good feeling. And, and I tell people all the time when you, you go to a school um, where the college is the town. Yeah, it's it's just a more of a homey feeling, and you really feel the spirit and the love and the tradition uh, from 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 that town and that university. And I definitely feel it from here, from uh, from my times of playing and even leaving and coming back. I've been blessed to travel all over this world and go to different events and different college games and. It's no doubt in my mind that uh, Syracuse University would be top five as far as fan support. And, you know, I'm kind of biased. Of course, they're right. one to me. But, you know, I think of the Kentuckys and the Louisvilles and, 
you know, Alabamas and you right. know, schools like that who, who they just have that. The university is the sports team. So when you when you are a part of that, it's just special. You live and breathe it. Absolutely. And you move back here. Absolutely. And that says something, absolutely. man. Because, again, you've lived all over the yeah, world. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, and it's funny, you know, when you really look at it, you know, me playing here at Syracuse and coming back to live in the community and see the people – I have friends that go to other colleges that went to Maryland University or went to North Carolina and Duke, and they're living in North Carolina and they're in Maryland. So it's just not here. If you're at a university that shows you love and a community that shows you love, um, most of the times you're going to come back. It says something, man. It really does. And Bayheim's Army got farther than last year. It wasn't the second-round upset that we saw, but, you know, they were able to get past the regional final. What you, would you think of that whole game, man? Do you think it was just no gas left in the tank? The travel kind of messed them up, I think. Well, you know what, Tom? Yeah, I'm going to say this. First of all, I enjoyed that whole week. Yeah. Because we had three games. That was great. At the War Memorial. Uh, my first time actually seeing an event there. It was definitely a better feeling to me than OCC. Mm-hmm. Nothing against OCC, but I felt like playing at the War Memorial was a more of a homey community feeling. You know, people could go out to a restaurant and then go to a game. Right. It's a little different feel up in OCC. You know? it's, so, it's a full 15 minutes it, outside it, the city, it, you know? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I definitely felt that. And we had great support. You know, um, from 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 the fans, and uh, that that three days was good. You know, the travel. You know, I don't want to blame it on the travel because heard that played the game the day before. Mm-hmm. They had to play a back to back. Right. You know, and uh, the better team won. Yeah. Of course, we want our team to to go far. You know, like they did in the past, but um, you know, things happened the way they did, and uh, they had three good games where we, where they won in Syracuse, <laughs> but they couldn't finish it off. Grant Riller, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great player. <laughs> Great player, man. You know, showed a lot of uh you know, he had, he I felt some he's a part of the Syracuse family forever yeah. now. Grant Riller's a very good player, very composed point guard, you know, who's a scoring point guard and what I liked about him was uh he really didn't say much. He let his game do the talking and that kind of reminded me of poetry. Yes, it did. It reminded me of you mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And and people do need to remember that Tyus Battle was supposed to play on this team. Matt Morgan was supposed to play on this team. And, you know, part of that, I think, is why we were able to see Grant play so much, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But end of the day, I think having those pieces yeah. with the way those two guys played would have helped. So, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm proud of them. I'm, I'm happy to see how far they were able to make it, even with those truly, literally, uh, especially with Tyus Battle, like last-minute opt-outs where they couldn't play. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah, yeah. And in the, in the, in the, in the 10-year – uh, experience that the TBD, TBT has been uh, available, you know, we've got one crown. So, you know, we can be happy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think most wins, right, I think, mm-hmm. in TBT history yep, too. Yep, so yep, they come yep. to play. Uh, tr- Brandon, trivia time. I got a trivia for you, my guy. For Ooh. me? Yes. Oh, boy, this yes. isn't going to go well. Simple. The last this time one of you or Munger brought me a trivia question, I absolutely <laughs> just got destroyed by it. Yeah. TBT question. Oh, no. Go ahead. Who was the first coach for Bayheim's Army at the TBT? I feel like it was Blackwell, wasn't it? Didn't he start, then he left for a while, then he came back? I think he would have been still probably Great playing. Great answer, but it's wrong. Was it you? It was me. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! I, 
I had a feeling. I'm like, I'm going to hold my yes. lip. Yes, I'm I won the first lip. three. I won the first three games, and we lost the fourth. Oh, that, yes. That's criminal, yes. man. I don't, yes. Coach Lawrence Moten, that is. Coach Lawrence Moten. That is criminal. I don't like that. Come on. <laughs> See, that was, that was, that was a, uh, what do you call it? That was like trying to think of the expression right now but like that was a that was a setup that was a exactly that was a that was an evil brendan hodges trivia move that he just pulled on you actually wait there was one question i got right from him it was bayheim coaching golf yes that yeah, was a while ago did, though i'm, I'm one for three on those i'm hitting 333 that's good for major league baseball numbers right there i'm happy with that you know yeah. And oh, I knew man. you were going to say black whale. I <laughs> well, just knew it, it. I remember I, them talking about that, exactly, too, because yeah, they yeah. showed up on the screen. Ryan Blackwell, second stintist coach. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a nice little nugget to have. And I was like, yep. he, he's the he first was probably still Was he still playing at that point? No. No, he no, was He was no, out. He was out. He yeah. was out. He was out. Coach Poetry, baby. Yes, coach, coach Poetry. That, that sucks, dude. <laughs> who was on, I'm trying to think who was on your team for that. Yeah, Eve was with you, right? Devendorf. I had Demetrius Nichols. Mm-hmm. I had uh, 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 is Coleman playing? Dewan Coleman playing? Not Dewan. Um, ah, goodness gracious, this is like crazy. I just remember. I remember. I remember seeing Devendorf. I remember seeing Demetrius. Oh, oh Hakeem. Mm-hmm. Hakeem Ward was on that team. Nice. We had a nice team. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. Ah, oh, what's his name? He was a great rebounder. Um, he won number 33. He played for Syracuse and with. He's about six ten. Oh. Oh, we TV. had Watkins. I had big Watkins. Uh-huh. And I can't remember. Oh, that's crazy. He's going to be mad that I remember his <laughs> name. But, yeah, we had a good team. We had a good crew. For the and life. I was a player coach also. For the life of me, player I coach, cannot. That's the best part. Yeah. I cannot find the schools that all these people went to. Yeah. So I did not find Moten in the National College Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Right. He well, should he should be though. He yeah. should be. Yes. We'll be making a call yes. on that. Tommy will be making a call. Any on any that. last thoughts, guys, before we close out? Um I'm getting wrecked by everybody in trivia still, and <laughs> yeah, I don't like is, it. This is great. This is awful. This I, is great. I, it's preseason, like I said. Nah, obviously, buddy. Obviously, no preseason, obviously, buddy, I'm, nah. obviously, I'm not trying too hard in the preseason to make you guys look dumb. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll ramp it up a bit uh, when football season comes around, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, rewind that tape. Uh, trust me, you rewind that tape. Oh, it'll you be know, Rachel you know. Culver is going to put that on social media for sure and make me look like an idiot. That's the best part about this. I whole. I hate both of these. Just so feels much. good to win one. All right. Right, that's the Orange Zone Podcast. I'm Tommy Sladak. This is Lawrence Moten. We got Brendan Hodges on the producer, Mike. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week on Wednesday. Peace. All right.